0: All Elite Wrestling returns to St. Louis tomorrow night at Chaffetz Arena, and there are still tickets available at AEWTix.com. And we go to the Braun and Crouppen Celebrity Line, and one of, the more, one of the most acclaimed performers in wrestling history, Chris Jericho, joins us here on 101 ESPN in St. Louis. Chris, thanks so much for your time this morning.
2: How's it going? Always a blast to come back to St. Louis, man. My former home. I used to live in Chesterfield.
0: Yeah, I I wanted to to get into that a little bit. First of all, what do you remember? You were very young when you were here.
2: Yeah, my dad played for the St. Louis Blues from 75 to 77. So um, I remember living in Chesterfield, and they were just developing the neighborhood, and they told us not to play. In the uh, construction site. So, of course, I was playing in the construction site <laughs> and fell into a basement and had a nail stuck in my head. Oh,
1: my God. That's gosh. what I
2: remember with St. Louis. <laughs> Congratulations. So,
0: yeah, that but wow. that built some toughness for you in, in, in your current business, right?
2: It did. I never took it out. It's still in there right now. You can actually feel that if you tap uh, onto it all
3: Amazing Chris Well you mentioned your dad Played for the Blues I'm sure you have some stories About living in St. Louis And growing up around the rink Are there any particular players Outside of your dad That you remember seeing When you were growing up
2: I remember uh, Bobby Plager gave me my first cigarette. <laughs> um, yeah. And I remember Gilles, Gilles Marat uh, put me in a garbage can <laughs> in the dressing room. And this is actually kind of a, a, a more of a sad story, but if you know about the St. Louis Blues War, I was at Gary Unger's house when Bob Gasoff died mm-hmm. in, a, in, a, in a motorcycle accident. It was the uh, party end of the year party uh, after the season ended and Gary R- Unger uh, who at the time was one of the greatest players, still one of the greatest players in St. Louis history at his at his ranch. he had a kind of a ranch set up and I remember everyone kind of went silent. what's wrong and we heard we heard that uh, that Bob Gassoff had passed away. So I was actually there when that happened way back in 1976 or 77 whenever it was.
3: Wow. What a story, Chris. But I of course yeah. have to circle back to Bobby Plager giving you your first cigarette. <laughs> how old were you? How did this go down?
2: <laughs> I don't remember. I was six or seven years old. I just remember he he said, you want to try a cigarette? Like that's how it was back in the seventies. It's like, you're a kid in the dress room. You uh, tried cigarettes and drank beer and just sit in with the guys got put in the garbage can like I remember that one vividly got put in the garbage can so cigarettes and garbage cans man that's what I remember from growing <laughs> up in the uh, locker room of, of the 70s St. Louis Blues
0: awesome Chris Jericho with us on 101 ESPN All Elite Wrestling in town at Chaffetz Arena tomorrow and you can just go to All Elite Wrestling and learn more All Elite dot com what's it been like for you being on the ground floor of a new venture like All all Elite. It's, it's not a very old venture, but uh, you're making it what what it is. What's it like for you?
2: Well, you're right. It's not very old. We're only just three years old, but uh, we've just gone through the roof um, since we started. It just showed that there was room for an alternative uh, wrestling uh, wrestling company, and fans were looking for something a little different, and we took a chance. You know, In, 19, in 2019, we took a chance in starting this company, Tony Khan and myself, and I mean, you know, a couple of the guys, but we thought that there was a chance that we could do something with it. And right out of the gate, we uh, we just went through the roof. So it's been really cool to see that our our, our hunch paid off. And now, you know, the, the, the ratings that we're drawing, the demos we're drawing, the, the crowds that are coming to our shows, it's it's the hottest wrestling company in the world today. And we're very proud that, you know, I'm proud that I was there from the start and proud to still be a big part of it, you know, three years later in 2022.
3: Well, Chris, it's hair versus hair, the road ranger tomorrow, you versus Ortiz. Tell us about your opponent. What can you expect out of him?
2: Well, it's a great story. We we started, you mentioned 2019, the, the, the biggest faction when AEW started was the inner circle, both as bad guys and good guys. And Ortiz was, was one of the members of the inner circle. And we had a big breakup uh, about six, seven months ago. And, you know, kind of now gotten to the point where we decided to, Hair versus hair was a great way to settle it. So um, I went through my archives. I've kept a list of every single match I've ever had. And this is my third hair versus hair match. I had one in 1993, one in 2003, and now one in 2022. And I'm undefeated in hair versus hair matches. So I don't intend to, uh, as much as I love the city of St. Louis, I'm not going to leave my hair there. I might leave my heart in St. Louis but I'm leaving my hair in St. Louis.
0: Yeah, hey, when you're in your business, and not only, by the way, are you an acclaimed wrestler, but you're a lead singer for a rock band, you can't be messing around with the flow, Chris, right?
2: Well, that's the thing. It's kind of I'm kind of known for, for my hair, even throughout the years in wrestling, and obviously with Fozzie as well. And um, So it, it puts a little bit more intrigue onto the story, and we don't have these matches very often. Nobody really does. So there's a lot at stake to it, so... Uh, and there's a real perverse attraction that people have to seeing somebody get their head shaved bald. <laughs> so, um, you know, we're, we're almost sold out tomorrow night, and I'm sure we will be by the time the show starts. Like you mentioned, there's still some tickets left, but not many. And I think one of the reasons for that is people are like, oh, we get to see somebody shave their head. <laughs> well, let's do it. So, um, you know, I'm planning that it's not going to be Chris Jericho because, like you said, I have a reputation, and, and, and Ortiz cut a little bit of my hair a few weeks ago in Los Angeles, and I told him that 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 six-inch piece of hair that you cut is worth more than your entire AEW contract. So (laughs) tread lightly, my friend.
3: Uh, Chris, you mentioned Fozzy, your band. I want to go back to the blues era. It sounds like Cigarettes and Garbage Cans is the nice name of a new album.
2: Yeah, that are a punk rock band, like an avant-garde, talking heads, uh, cigarette, yeah. We actually, yeah, we've just finished our tour a few weeks ago or a month ago or so at Pops, of course, the famous... uh, Famous venue in Sage just across the river from, from, from St. Louis. So we've played quite a few great shows in St. Louis. It's, it's a great town for Paz, so we always love playing playing in your area.
0: Tougher travel schedule, pro wrestling or a band?
2: Well, now the wrestling schedule is, is, is lightened up. That's one of the great things about AEW is we, we, we're a television company. We don't do what you would call the live events. So we're basically once a week. Um, although, you know, we were in... The west coast for 10 days because we had a show you know wednesday saturday wednesday saturday friday so we're usually once a week sometimes we do more than that uh and with bozzy we're touring usually five shows a week with two days off in the middle so i mean there's pros and cons of both um but i'm at the level now where where you you're not really uh you know uh you're not really uh, sc- sc- uh, what's the word i'm looking for you're not really like you know in poverty when you're traveling on either, uh, on either either genre, shall we say. So both are good, both uh, are busy, but both pay off when you do the shows.
3: Chris, I was reading a lot about you last night, and you have accomplished so much, not only in the wrestling world where you've won so many championships, you're such a decorated wrestler, you've been in video games, television, movies, you're in a band, you have such an unbelievable resume. Is there something that you haven't done yet that you really want to?
1: A lot of
2: these things just kind of come across my proverbial desk and and I just decide whether I want to do them or not. When I was a kid, I wanted to be in a rock band and I wanted to be a wrestler. And those are kind of my two main, you know, vocations, but then, you know, podcasting and writing books and all that other stuff. It's just time management. We have, we spend a lot of time, you know, just doing nothing when you, when you have shows, you know, for for free, you know, dynamite, for example, the show starts at eight and I'm there at 2, so the perfect time is to start the day by doing a podcast with somebody. Um, so, you know, I do a lot of different things, but it's all time management and just putting things in the right spot in the right position. And uh, it always seems to work out. So, uh, long story short, I, I you know, I never said I want to be the host of a giant uh, fighting robot combat league, but I was a few years ago when we <laughs> met. You know, when that opportunity came, came across to me. So I, I just kind of take the opportunities that come, and the ones that I think are interesting, I do them, and the ones that think aren't interesting, I don't. So we shall see what comes up next.
0: And you were telling us some of the stories about uh, growing up as Ted Irvine's son, and you mentioned the podcast. You've had your kids on your podcast. You have uh, three, three kids. What's it like having them be able to participate, essentially, in what you do?
2: Well, that was before they were teenagers. My mm-hmm. son used to be really uh, involved. He really was interested in fish. So I used to have him on talking about different fish, and my daughters are into reading, so we had a little book club kind of meeting. And then when they become teenagers, they're they're absolutely mortified <laughs> to hear themselves on tape, and they don't want to have anything to do with uh, with dad at that point. So. Um, But that's just the way it is. I remember when I was a kid, my dad was just my dad. I didn't think it was even all that much of a big deal that he played in the NHL. And, of course, now, you know, as you grow older, you realize just how cool it is and how hard that is to do. So, you know, I'm one of his biggest fans from going back and reading all the clippings and watching all the videos on YouTube and that sort of thing. So my kids will be the same, I'm sure. Right now I'm cool when they find out that I know Snoop Dogg or Shaq or that I've appeared on Hot Wings. Uh those types of things make me cool. But just being on TV every weekend for millions of people is just standard operating procedure at this part, point.
3: Chris, are your kids less likely to disobey you after they've seen you in the ring?
2: it's not that way you know i mean you know i, th- I love when people go like hey don't body slam me chris you know you're in line at the grocery store or you don't want your body <laughs> slam me like it's if i'm just running around randomly beating people uh if they cross me you know oh you better not drop that litter on the ground because i'll keep, pick you up and suplex you you better watch it i'm a violent psycho that's going to fight at any moment so not really the case i mean i think yeah i think every dad Oh, every mom has, uh, has that little bit of intimidation about them if you are the proper type of parent. But I don't threaten to put them through a table if they don't finish their vegetables.
0: <laughs> Chris Jericho, your great AEW Dynamite rampage tomorrow at Chaffetz Arena. People can get tickets at AEWTicks.com. And I know that you make it back to St. Louis pretty much. And we're glad that you're here again where it all started with the uh, cigarettes and trash cans.
2: So your some trash. is actually my baseball bat that I use. I named it Floyd because I was looking for a random name. And I actually named it after Floyd Thompson, St. Louis Blues defenseman. White who pine. his own tongue once. Yep. You, I, like, I never forgot that. So there you go. So St. Louis uh, is in my DNA both uh, as life and in wrestling as well.
0: Love it. Chris Jericho, thanks so much for the time. Have a great time here in St. Louis, and have a happy Father's Day.
2: Thanks, man. We'll see you tomorrow night. Someone's getting a head shaved bald in St. Louis. <laughs> and it's not going to be you. <laughs> Not going to be me. (laughs) We'll see you later.
0: Take care. That is Chris Jericho. Great to have him with us on 101 ESPN.
1: Hi, this is Chris Howard, host of Plugged In with Chris Howard. The college football playoff committee made their decision on Sunday, and as much as I loathe the idea of Ohio State losing their way into the college football playoff, I 100% agree with OSU making it in over Bama.
0: It's a well-known fact that good sleep leads to a happier life. Okay, maybe that's not a fact fact, but don't you just feel amazing after a great night's sleep? Like the first night back in your own bed after traveling. It's time to demand more first-night-back kind of sleep. Stop tossing and turning and talk with your doctor about how you can seize the night and day. And visit SeizeTheNightAndDay.com to learn more.